Fire is a beast. The Prophet ﷺ explained that it will come on the Day of Judgment with 70,000 ropes on it. Brothers and sisters, today is a very special day. Today, we've got the McLaren 720S. That's right, the flagship McLaren model. Mainstream one, anyway. This car is by far the fastest car I've ever driven in my life. You put your foot down and you are gone. 710 horsepower, and guess what? It's rear-wheel drive, but the electronic stability control on this car is something else. You can't even tell. It feels so stable, so smooth. Let's get into the car. I took a bit about the episode. Before we do that, those doors look sick, you have to admit. The folding up doors. We saw them on the i8, but these ones, something else. Let's get into the car. There's no doubt about it. This car is definitely a supercar and might even be a hypercar. It's like I said, 710 horsepower. And the craziest thing is, you've got the different modes here, you can put it in sport, track, or comfort. In comfort mode, surprisingly, even though it's such a sporty car, it's actually quite comfortable compared to some of the other supercars that we've driven. So I'd say out of all of them, if you were to have a supercar as a daily driver, it'd probably be this. And not only that, it probably is one of the best looking and one thing I love doing on this car is raising the spoiler. Let's get into the episode. They said, shall I not inform you of a day, a day which is of great loss and his grave is going to be spread out so far to the point his eyes, like as far as the eye can see. So we asked the Prophet Sallallahu a profound question. Profound, Allah, what can pay attention to this? Go on. Even those who are listening, pay attention to this, Wallahi. How? Should one go about remembering the grave, remembering death? What are some of the ways that the Salaf would do it? And maybe we can try and implement in our lives today. Dig a grave in their houses and they would sit in it. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam wa ala rasulillah. Amma ba'd, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Brothers and sisters, today we got Canada in the building. I mean, in the car, what are you saying, bro? You good, yeah? Allahumma <laughs> alhamd. How would you say in, in Canadian? Like, what's the what's the lingo there? Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's how they say it. You know what I mean? No, I mean, you hear me? How would you go like homie instead of yeah, fam? Yeah, isn't it? Oh no, you yeah. say fam as well. We say fam, yeah. Say I fam. like his homie, but yo fam. Yeah, they say yo fam. Yeah. Hello, yeah. Bro, hello, bro. What are you saying though? Well, I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. How are you enjoying uh, Dubai so far? Alhamdulillah. 
Allah kidding man came out here book fair see brothers you know alhamdulillah and I'm doing right out alhamdulillah alhamdulillah speaking of uh, arriving in dubai yeah do you remember when we were um, when i picked you up from the airport yeah and I remember, um, I we were uh, discussing topics yeah for ride out and i mentioned to you in it that some of the topics that we had in mind were um the uh day of judgment yeah uh, jannah mm -hmm. jahannam mm -hmm. punishment stuff like that um and you said something, do you remember what it was? You said something yeah, very, I remember, very profound. I remember, I remember, I remember. I remember. What was it? Let the people know. The reason why I wanted to discuss the grave, and I, and I thought it was more appropriate. I don't want to use the word appropriate, but I thought it would just be something nice to speak about. Is the fact that the Prophet وسلم, he said, It is the first stage that anybody is going to experience when it comes to the affairs of the Akhirah. And the Prophet وسلم, he goes on to say, to say and the one who was successful, oh, Kamaqal and Nabiu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whoever is successful from the stage, whoever is free from it, whoever passes it, whoever its stage is going to be good for that individual, what comes after it is only going to be better. Aysan, it's going to be easier, I should say. It's going to be easier. And whoever, illam yanjumin, and whoever is not free from uh, the punishments of the grave, whoever does not pass that test, what's only going to come after, ashadumin. It is only going to be worse. So that's why I thought it was important to discuss this and not only discuss it in the sense where the affairs of the grave, what it is or what's going to happen, but rather from the angle of the importance of just remembering death. Just remembering it and how much benefit it could have. For example, Abu Dharrin, عنه, he was a companion from the companions of the Prophet Abu Darda. And he was another companion from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And they said, They said, Shall I not inform you of a day? A day which is of great loss. A day which is... Like if I'm going to lose something, like this is going to be the day which I, like, I lost the most. Mm. And they said, The day I will be lowered and placed in my grave. Why would the companion, because in general, right now, Abu Bakr, yeah. what's stopping you from meeting Allah Jalla wa Death. Death, right? That's it. So can I not tell you, or can you not proclaim, or could you not believe that dying, in a sense, is a good thing, and it's not from the greatest of losses? Understand why someone might think that, yeah. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. But why would the companions of Radhuan Allah have this understanding where me leaving this world is a great loss? Could you guess? Let's say from this angle, from two angles. It comes from a hadith, but the hadith the scholars they mention is ba'if jiddan. It's very weak. But Ibn Hajar he mentions that the hadith is hasan. And we'll mention it for the sake of fa'idah, we can benefit from it. The Prophet وسلم, quote unquote, عن Abi Huraira radiallahu anhu, ma min ahadin yamutu illa nadiman. There's not a single individual except when he dies, he's going to be regretful. He's going to be regretful when he dies. Again, the hadith is not authentic. Yeah. But the Prophet ﷺ, he goes on to mention in that hadith, if he's a muhsin, he's only going to wish that when he came back to this world, yeah. he did better. And the one who left this world, a musiyah, a sinner, an evildoer, a transgressor, he's only going to wish that he came back to this world and he disposed of all of these bad things that he has done. Yeah. So remembering death, is something grave with 
in the sense that it rejuvenates your your purpose of your dunya. Why are you here? You yeah. know, as as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says, <clears throat> Do not forget your portion of this world. And the Mufassirin they mentioned, they mentioned many things, but from the things that they mentioned from the tafsir of this ayah is that portion of this dunya that Allah is referring to that you do not regret is that which aids you in the grave. Which aids you in the grave. That's the portion that you do not forget from this dunya. And we should work hard for it. You yeah, see yeah. what I'm saying? Because yeah, the Prophet yeah. وسلم, he says, uh, What follows the mayyit is three things. Ahluhu wa maluhu wa amaluhu. His family, his wealth, wa uh, kathalika, his good deeds. Yarji'u ithnan wa wahid. Two leave him and one thing only remains with this individual. The two things clearly being his family and his wealth. You can't even you can't bury bury that with you. Yeah, you can't bury me. Even if you didn't bury it with you, it wouldn't benefit you. It wouldn't benefit you. You know the Chinese, the Chinese they have a ritual where they believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Oh with the emperors, they used to bury their armies and that with them and Yeah, and their wealth and their possessions, thinking as even the Egyptians, the Egyptian pharaohs at that time. With the mummies and exactly they would bury themselves thinking that this is going to aid them in the obstacles in the akhirah. But we know clearly the only thing is the Prophet ﷺ, the only thing is the only thing that's going to benefit the, 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 the deceased or the dead is his actions. As the hadith came, Al-Bara ibn Azib, where he mentions in a lengthy hadith, authentic, that if the good doer is good, meaning that he's a muhsin, he dies a believer, he dies a Muslim, a man is going to come to him with amazing beautiful garment with a fragrance which is better than every fragrance put together in this dunya and his grave is going to be spread out so far to the point his eyes like as far as the eye can see mm. and the individual is going to come to him and the guy is going to get so shocked he's going to look at this individual and he's going to say who are you who are you what are you doing here and his face is going to be one of the most beautiful faces he has ever seen one of the greatest companions to ever have in the grave you know, we know we're, we're alone in our grave. Yes. In its essence, we are alone, meaning there is going to be no other human being with you in the grave. But how is it the case that this individual, a man, is going to come to him in a beautiful garment, in the most beautiful fragrance, in the most best of appearance? He asks him, Who are you? Like, what are you doing? Like, subhanAllah. Yeah, are you like, doing you're here? shocked, isn't it? You're sh exactly. And the person responds to him, he says, I am your good deeds. I am your good deeds. So that is what is meant by your good deeds is what's going to be with you in the grave. Physically, spiritually. Physically in the sense where there is going to be a, 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 a being. Well, uh, uh, well, theor uh, theor theoretically. Theoretically. Yeah. Theoretically. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is going to aid you in the sense where that is going what's going to enter you into the Jannah with the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَكَذَلِكَ the opposite and the opposite being that this individual this uh, being so to speak is going to come with the most ugliest of faces disgusting with a staunch that is worse than everything in this dunya and his garment is going to be one of the worst garments you're ever going to see stench yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in English you can say staunch as well right? Stench, stench. Stench, stench is like a, a staunch believer. It's, it's oh, okay, my bad. Stench then. That's how you say it? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Stench. He's going to have one of the most evilest of stenches. And likewise, this individual is going to be so shocked and he's going to say, Who are you? And he's going to.
to say I am your good deeds. evil deeds. Oh, evil deeds. Evil deeds. Why? Because oh, Indian Jews are yes, most yes, ugly, yes, the yes, ugliest. Yes. And his, his stench is the worst of the stenches yes, yes, he could yes, possibly yes. experience. And likewise, his garments. So because of that, because of your deeds, that is what's going to uh, going to be your outcome. And the reason why I'm saying the grave is the most important thing to realize is because look at the example of Uthman ibn Affan. We say that we're, we're, we're Salafis, right? Yeah. Or like we like to attribute ourselves to the manhaj of the Salaf. Salaf, exactly. Uthman ibn Affan being Amir al Mu'mineen, the leader of the believers, one of the Khalifas of the Prophet, yeah. one we're supposed to look up to, follow, seek guidance through. Yeah. In terms of following him, he رضي الله عنه أنه إذا وقف على قبر بكى every single time when he would pause or stand at a grave, what would his companion do? Uthman ibn Affan, he would cry, he would weep حتى يبلى حتى يبلى لحيته until his 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 beard would become soaking wet because of how much he's crying because of how much he's crying at the grave but why the grave was it was it someone he loved or was it just a random grave any grave like, was it rather rather it was said to him faqila faqila yudhkar al-jannatu wal-nar falatabki he says when you when you when you when jannah and jahannam is mentioned yeah when jannah and jahannam is mentioned again to the episodes that you wanted to paradise and hell are mentioned yeah falatabki you don't cry وَتَبْكِي مِنْ هَذَا They told him But you cry from this And that's why he mentioned The first hadith which I mentioned Which actually came from Uthman ibn Affan That he mentioned the Prophet He said So that's where the hadith came from Is his understanding That if you are successful from this Everything after it will be easier And there's another narration Hassan al-Basri Rahimahullah rahmatan wasi'a Sami'a mara'atan he heard a woman, she was crying behind a janazah. Behind the janazah? Behind it, because a woman, some, sometimes in some cases, they follow the janazah. Yeah. You know, some of the scholars, they differed whether it's permissible, whether it's haram, whether it's mubah, makru. Uh, you know, anyhow, you know, I follow the opinion that it's makru for the woman to go to the janazah. Anyhow, she was behind the uh, janazah and she was crying. And while she was crying, تقول, she was saying, Ya Abatah. يا أبته مثل يومك لم أره. He said, Oh my father, my dear father, the likes of this day of yours I have never seen before. Meaning she was so grieved that her father passed away that she has never seen a day like that before. You know when Hassan al Basri he heard this, you know what he said? Why something so profound? He turned to her and he said, بل أبوك مثل يومه لم يره. He said, Rather your father, the likes of his day he has never seen before. You're so shocked that you he's left this world and that you're so depressed and deprived and etc etc all the feelings and the emotional feelings for those who experience like a loss in their life. Uh, he's saying rather you're worried or you've never seen a day like this. Imagine the state that he's in. Imagine the state that he's in. Does that make sense? You know to the point where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, to the point where one of them, one of us, insan, we reach death, we're going to be begging Allah Jalla wa'ala to return us back. We're going to be re 
begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to return us back so we can do to more. this dunya. So we can do more. Exactly. So we could do more or we could naza'ah. We could dispose of the affairs that we have done that are evil. Now mentioning death. Mentioning death. What what why mention it and what's the importance of remembering it? Of remembering the grave. Of remembering the grave. That's what I was Which is ask. death. Which is death. The Prophet sallallahu oh, go ahead, sorry. No, then I was asked, so number one, why is it important to remember it? And number mm -hmm. two, how should one go about it? Like, what are the ways the Salaf would remember? Like, how would they remind themselves about Jamie, death and the grave? Jamie, and so on? two questions. Remind me if I forget. Sure. One is how, and two is if, like how. What was the other one? The first one was why is it important? Why? Okay, Jamie, I'll, I'll tackle that first. Why? Why to remember death? First and foremost, first and foremost we have a hadith from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, Akthiru. He said increase in this death I mean increase in the remembrance of death Increase in the remembrance of that which is the destroyer of pleasures Which That which is going to cut you off from the affairs of the world Why? There is a beautiful incident with Aisha a woman, she came complaining to Aisha that her, the hardness of her heart. She was complaining to Aisha about the hardness of her heart. So you know, Aisha عنها, she mentioned, she mentioned, increase in the remembrance of death. It is going to rejuvenate your heart. It's going to make it alive. Then she did that. She did that. And because of that, she came back thanking Aisha anha. Why? Because her heart became cured, so to speak, from this hardness. Because how many times we've been in salah and we don't feel this khushu' in the salah? How many times we've enjoyed the dunya to the point where when the akhirah is mentioned, we, we, um, we, we find no sweetness to it. You see what I'm saying? It's because yeah. of that. And there's a beautiful hadith and Abi Hurairah anhu. Uh, I think not an Abi Hurairah. I was mistaken. Imam Al Tabarani he brings it this in, 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 uh, he brings this hadith. He says, "Inna Allah, in Afwan, Inna Lillahi Aniyatan min Ahl Al Ard." He says that indeed Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala He has vessels on the face of the earth. Vessels. He has vessels in the face of the earth. What does that mean? And then the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam goes on to say, "Wa Aniyatu Rabbikum," and these vessels of your Lord, "Qulubu Ibadhi Salihin." They're the hearts of his righteous slaves. Oh. These are the vessels of Allah Jalla wa'ala. And he says, And the most beloved of these hearts to Allah Jalla wa'ala, is that which is soft, soft-hearted Muslims, and Muslims whose hearts are in the remembrance of Allah. They're deprived of sleep. So death, death, Ya Abu Bakr, Ya Abu Bakr, death is that which is going to rejuvenate the heart. Another beautiful hadith, Ibn Umar he mentions, he mentions a hadith, He said, we were with the Prophet A man came from the Ansar, the people of Medina, the helpers of the Prophet So he gave salam to the Prophet And these are from the etiquettes, just as a side benefit, this is from the etiquettes of a Muslim. As a hadith of Abu Hurairah when you walk to a gathering, you should give salam. And when you leave the gathering, likewise, you should also give the salam. So we asked the Prophet a profound question. 
profound. Wallah, Abu Bakr, pay attention to this. Go on. Even those who are listening, pay attention to this. Wallahi, wallahi, amazing. You know, Imam Al-Qurtabi, he brings this in his Kitab Al-Tadkir. Go on, go on, you're ruining the suspension, bro. When I hear this, bro. He says, Ayyul Mu'mineen Afwani. From the believers, which of the believers are the most virtuous? So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he says, Ahsanum Khuluqan. It's not what I want to pay attention to, there's more. He says, the best of the believers are those who have manners with Allah Jalla wa'ala and have manners with the people. They give the right to Allah and they give the right to the people. Those are the best mu'mineen, those who have iman in their hearts. Then he says, فَأَيُّ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ أَكْيَسْ And this is what I want to focus on. He says, from those who have iman in their hearts, who are the wisest? Because we know in terms of virtue, yeah. but in terms of the wisest ones. Yeah. He said, أَكْثَرَهُمْ أَكْثَرَهُمْ لِلْمَوْتِ ذِكْرًا وَأَحْسَنَهُمْ لِمَا بَعْدَهُ إِسْتِعْدَادًا He said, the ones who remember death the most, that's the first thing, who remember death the most, and then prepare for it. Those are the wisest believers who remember death and who prepare for it. So, you mentioned the importance of remembering death yeah and now you mentioned about preparing for it so in order to prepare for it we, we, we said we were going to discuss how should one go about remembering the grave remembering death what are some of the ways that the salaf would do it and maybe we could try and implement in our lives today well if you look at some of the qisas like some of the stories of the salaf and how they would remember death it would be considered extreme in this day and age some of the salaf they used to literally dig a grave in their houses and they would sit in it. In the they would sit in makeshift the grave. Huh? In like a makeshift grave in, in their own house. Yeah. Dug like, up literally, they would dig a grave and they would sit in it. And they would, they would pretend that they are in the grave. And they would mention ayat of Allah explaining only if they had another chance, what would they do when they come out? Then they would literally come out of the grave. And they would tell themselves, you have that second chance. Allah gave you another chance. Allah gave you another chance. And likewise, the Prophet ﷺ, he gave us advice as well. He told us to forgive the graves. He said, he, he used to say, he said, I prohibited you guys from visiting the graves. He used to prohibit the, the Muslimin from uh, visiting the grave. But he sought permission from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to visit his mother. He visited his mother one day. And Allah Azza gave him permission. So from that angle, from that angle, visiting the graveyard, visiting to, visiting the graves, he he, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, told the Muslimin, the, his companions, that it helps you in the remembrance of death and preparing for it. As Hassan al Basri, rahimahullah, rahmatan wasi'a, he mentions, man arafa, man arafa al maut, hanat alayhi, hanat alayhi. He said, whoever, uh, whoever remembers death, whoever remembers death, or not, not remembers, whoever knows death, whoever knows al-maut, he realizes it, he understands it, and he, you know, he really comprehends it. Yeah. That which is, what, that which is in the world is not, it's not going to face him at all. 
everything that you're going through, my dear respected brothers and sisters, those who are listening, anything that you're going through is not going to phase you in reality. If we ask, if we ask ourselves, why are we stressing so hard in terms of the, 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 the fitna, the musibah that we're going through, it is only because we have attached our hearts to the dunya too much. And because of that, and because of that, what happens in the dunya affects us. Because we love it so much. Naturally, Abu Bakr, let me ask you a question. Go on. Right now, I know this might be a, a, a weird example, a parable, but if that car over there got into an accident, yeah. and you know, subhanAllah, a car flipped, whatever the case may be, in a sense, we would care like, subhanAllah, what just happened? Yeah, yeah, but would yeah. we be able to go on our day as if it never happened? Yeah, easily. Why? Because we don't, in a sense, like, you know, may Allah forgive us, but we don't really care too much for it. Likewise, if we didn't care too much of the dunya in the sense of its totality, we wouldn't care about the fitting that we're going to be going through. Why? Because we know mouth is coming to us. Allah He mentions that every single soul is going to taste death. Yeah. You know, so when we have this in our brains, it's not going to affect us as much. And the ulama, and I'm going to conclude with this, you know, conclude with this. So the ways that we can actually go about remembering death is visiting the graves, looking at those who pass behind us, the companions, reading the story of the Salaf, you know, reading the Quran, many, many ways one can go about it. But the benefit of just remembering it can go so, so far. To the point where the scholars, they mention that remembering death will guide a person to make tawbah. You will do inaba. You will return back to Allah Jalla wa'ala. You will turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, He will go back to Allah Jalla wa'ala in repentance, realizing what he has done is wrong. Istighfaru bilisan, he's making istighfar. Walidmaru Allah ya'uda ilayhi abada. And that he makes his conscious decision that he is never going to commit the sin ever again. As Ibn Abbas he defines it tawbah. He will guide this individual to that. The second being, as what we have mentioned, it rejuvenates the heart. It rejuvenates the heart. It makes an individual consciousness conscious of his actions. Conscious. Conscious, uh, uh, he will be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, tabaraka wa ta'ala. And the third thing which a lot of us are looking for is liveliness in our ibadah. You will taste the sweetness in ibadah. You know there was a there was a brother, there was a brother, I don't want to mention his name, but this is when I first started practicing. Every time, every time he was in salah he would cry. And not, uh, he wouldn't, uh, I'm not gonna say he would cry uh, like to the point like his, his lahi would get wet, but he would cry, like tears would come down his face. And I remember at one point, I'm talking Abu Bakr, every salah, every like, and I used to think back then, like, ah, the Imam is not even reciting out loud, like, how yeah. you have in the khushra, you know? He told me, to be honest with you, I think about death when I pray. I think how this can be my last salah and how I'm going to the grave and I'm going to meet Allah Jalla wa'ala. That was something that he told me this years ago. And this is something I personally do when I pray, is I remember death. And there's not a time where I don't remember death, except that I'm not going to say it makes me cry, yeah. but it, it, it gives me this sakina in salah. It gives me this sakina in ibadah. It gives me this sakina wherever I am. Wherever I am. You know, so, 
Allah and my advice my advice to the to the to the believers out there whether you're a female whether you're a male is you know increase in the remembrance of death increase in the remembrance of death why because the Prophet sallallahu he said you know you should run strive hard to that which is going to benefit you and what we have just seen is what remembrance of death is something that is going to benefit you I was just going to say, Wallahi, Barakallahu Feek, man, that was a very, very engaging podcast. Wallahi, you know, me, yeah. as you probably tell, and all the viewers know this as well, yeah. like, I'm a proper petrol head, isn't it? Okay. An angle that I really love cars. Yeah, yeah. And this, huh. the most fast car I've ever driven in my life, it's one of the best. Okay. Wallahi, at points in that, in that podcast, I, I, I completely forgot about the car. Oh, yeah, because sometimes I was so yeah. into you know, the discussion, I, I forgot about the car completely, man. Yeah, Allah, Barakallahu Feek, man, that was. So, tell really, me something about yeah, the car then. You want to know about the car? Yeah, I want to know. First of all, should we put it in sport mode? This whole time we've been comfortable. I don't want to be too so loud. Why? This whole time we've been comfortable. I'll put it in sport mode because I know we put the other car in sport mode. Though. I was just driving it. Which one? Oh, the, the uh, Maserati or whatever. The Maserati, yeah. 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 As if it wasn't even been in sports mode. Yeah, no. Now it's in track mode. So there's track comfort, mode. sport and track. So I'll put comfort, it straight in. sport and track? Yes, yeah, so I'll put it straight into sports mode right now. Track mode. Okay. What's track mode? What's the difference between track and sport? Track is a level higher than sport. Oh, so, voila. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we've been on sport mode then. No, no, no. Right now, comfort. comfort. Comfort, so I'm going to skip sport altogether. Oh, you crazy. And we'll just go straight into... You're, you're <laughs> and the best thing is we're here on the motorway, Sheikh Zayed Road. So uh, we can you gotta, slow down you gotta, a little. You got to drop the disclaimer, huh? <laughs> yeah, it has to be done, bro. Before I used to really want a fast car. Mm. Having driven these and you know the you know bravado of it kind of wears off after a while. You no longer feel that sense of amazement by it. But I thought this car, I am amazed by it, don't get twisted, but not to the level which I thought I would be. I guess it's just with time in it, with anything with the dunya, once you have it, you want more. And that, that's that's the that's the tabi'a of insan. You know that where we uh, we get this desensitized to things. Yeah. Even yeah. Akhi, look at the people in Mecca. Yeah. Who reside in Mecca? Yeah. Wallahi, I have asked some Saudis that live within a 20-minute drive to the Haram. Have you ever performed Umrah in your life? And they say no. Never done Umrah in their They've life. Never done Umrah in their entire life, and they reside in the city of Mecca. So we get to, we get like, so that's like, you know, we could get this car, but we're always gonna want what's next and what. Yeah. You know, yeah. so why? You know, Loon. You know, brother Loon. 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 He's like that. Actually, uh, Amir. I think his name is Amir. You know, Jazakallah khair, Wallah, he's a good brother and I love him for the sake of Allah, he's Salafi. You know, he just got out of Habsi, he just got out of jail. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. 
He's like the so. ex-rapper Im- or whatever. Imran mentioned him. Yeah. yeah. I love him for the sake of Allah Jalla wa'ala. And he said something so profound. Wallah, I always keep it to my head. I keep it like, it's been on replay for the past week. Just in your mind playing. You know what he said? What did he say? He said, people pay for the cure. I mean, people pay for the disease while the cure is free. People pay for the cure, uh, for the disease while the cure is free. People spend their life to do juhud in school and get a shahada, fancy car, this, that, 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 when it's only affecting your heart. Mm. Whilst the cure is the deen of Allah Jalla wa'ala and it's free. Pick up a book, watch a lecture, watch <laughs> right out. You know what I mean? It's absolutely free. So Allah, you know, it, uh, and again, I'm not, I'm not sitting here telling people like, you know, do some next zuhud and give up the dunya. And if you could do that, Allah, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's difficult and it's not, I'm not saying it's haram to engage in the dunya, but wallah, as Muslims, we need to keep uh, a balance. There has to be moderation. Yeah, it has to be a moderation. I remember I asked my sheikh one time, I was following him after a dars, and, and I ran to him to his car, and I said, sheikh, I said, what's, I said, what's the goal? So you just tell me the goal, man, you know, like. Of what, of life? Like, just life, you know, like, what's the goal? Like, what are, what are we doing? Like, what are we supposed to be doing? Like, how are we doing, etc. Yeah. He just gave me one answer. You know what he told me? Something profound and I never forgot it to this day. What did he say? He said the goal is balance. Balance? Balance. The goal is balance. If you strike balance, you're going to be good. We're ummah, we're ummah mutawasita. You know? We're, mm. we're a balanced ummah. We're, mm. a ba- we're a ummah that's upon the middle path, you know? Barakallah feek, bro. Inshallah. Uh, we'll catch you on some more episodes. Yeah? Inshallah. How you liking ride out? You like it? Well, I like the cars, man. You like the cars? I like that. Yeah, alhamdulillah. This is a perfect combination, in it? And even people yeah. who watch, some people, they don't even like the da'wah. But they yeah. like the cars. We didn't do and much of the cars. we force the da'wah down their throats because of the car. <laughs> you know how the doctor sometimes, he'll, he'll give yeah, you a medicine. Yeah, yeah. And he put a bit of you know, sugar in it or yeah. something sweet. Uh, sorry, you know, he'll put the medicine inside the sweet and give it to you. Yeah. And you won't realise it. You'll just take it. Mm, it's a sweet. Or sometimes when they have to give you a needle, say, what's that over there? Yeah, 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 exactly. So the car is just, oh, what's that? Look, flashy McLaren. Before you know it, so you're walking around, you're a selfie. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, you get me? That's the medication that we're pushing. Tawheed the Sunnah only. Nah, Brothers nah. and sisters, see you guys on the next episode of Ride Out. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And comment down below if you want to see more episodes with Adam. Even though by the time you watch this, we're already back in the UK. We've already recorded an episode of him. But just comment below to show him some love anyway, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Peace. The scholars are in unanimous agreement that the greatest reminder that you can give to a human is Allah is watching you. What are some of the fruits? of having, you know, living your life with the mindset that Allah is watching me. Be wary of Allah. Some of us are more scared of the CCTV cameras watching us than Allah. Some are more scared of the police watching us than Allah. Some are more scared that our parents will catch us slipping than Allah. Yeah. Sheikh Muhammad al-Amin al-Shankriti said, there's not a single page of the Quran that you turn over except Allah is reminding you he's watching you. Whoever stares that is scared of that standing, that day when he stands before his Lord, he will not have Jannah. We have two gentlemen.